the Lord, my friends. This is Dr. Kaysen with another episode of Nuggets in the Word. I thank God for all the promises of God that we experienced together. I pray that they stay forever in your memory. Our next journey will begin as we explore some of the prayers in the Bible, beginning with what we call the Lord's Prayer. As people of God, we must make sure that our prayers line up with the word of God. We want God to listen to what we have to say, and we want God to answer our prayers. Therefore, we need to be diligent in prayer, dedicated and committed to be a warrior for God through the avenue of prayer. Of course, most of us know it by heart, but I will be reading from Matthew 6, 9 to 13. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. In the previous verses of Matthew chapter 6, Jesus teaches his disciples to cor the correct way to pray. He gives them several warnings. One, do not do your arms before men, only to be seen of men. Otherwise, there is no reward from God the Father. Two, do not sound a trumpet as the hypocrites do to let everyone know what good deed you are doing. Hey, look at me. I gave that poor homeless man a dollar. Wow, a whole dollar. Next, Jesus says, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. That goes along with telling everybody what good deeds you are doing bragging on the great things you have done for others. Four, then Jesus says, when you pray, you should go into your room or closet or private place, close the door and pray to your father in secret. And he who hears you in secret will reward you openly. And five, Jesus reminds his disciples that you do not need to say much in your prayers. Your father knows what you need before you ask them. He tells them, this is the way you should pray. The start of the Lord's prayer begins with our father, which art in heaven. Because we are his children, Jesus encourages us to call God our father, but not just any father, but a father who is in heaven. This is a reminder to us that we are not to pray to any objects on earth, but to a loving father who resides in heaven. The Lord's prayer has six requests made to God by Jesus from Matthew chapter six, verses nine through 13. Let's take a look at them. Request number one states, thy kingdom come. This is actually a request asking God to bring his kingdom to us here on earth. These are the things that God has provided for us because we are his children. 
his kingdom, his dominion, his power needs to be displaced in our lives of all his people. By asking that his kingdom come, we are saying to God that we want to be vessels of his holiness. We want to be living examples of his love, showing the world that Jesus lives in me. Request number two, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Here we see that we are making a promise to God that we will obey his desires or wishes here on earth which simply means that his wishes will be completed on earth just like they are in heaven. But here on earth, they must be completed through us. Request number three, give us this day our daily bread. In Exodus 16 and four, God tells Moses that each morning bread will rain down from heaven to feed the children of Israel who are hungry. They are to only collect as much bread as they need for that day and keep none of it for the next day. This is the daily bread Jesus is referring to. We must always rely on God to provide for us. As we grow spiritually, we do not become independent and no longer need God to provide for us. As we grow closer to God, we actually need him more than ever before. Request number four. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. In the Lord's Prayer, we are asking God to forgive us our sins after we forgive the sins of others. Remember, we must first forgive others for their sins or their mistakes. Then we can ask God to forgive our sins, not the other way around. We cannot hold a grudge and then pray for God's forgiveness. We cannot pray for God to forgive us and at the same time continue to walk around with the chip on our shoulders. No, my friends, we must forgive others if we want God to forgive us. People won't understand why you are having a forgiving spirit. They won't understand why you're loving that person when you should hate them. But the prayer says, forgive us our sins first as we forgive others who have sinned against us. Request number five, and lead us not into temptation. We need God's help because we are often tricked by the devil into making the wrong choices in life. We are asking God to help us avoid making more bad decisions. Sometimes people really think that God lets things happen to us when it is actually a result of our own bad choices. Request number six says, but deliver us from evil. Here we are asking God to rescue us and set us free from sin and evil in our lives. Satan is always on his job, so we need constant deliverance. And sometimes it's from our own selfish desires or motives. Satan will steal your joy. He will steal your peace if you allow him to. He will rob you of love if he can. Therefore, we always need to ask God to deliver us from the wiles, the tricks, and the cunning devices of the wicked one. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. 
the final verse of the Lord's Prayer is our acknowledgement of God's power. By saying this line of the prayer, we are telling God that we will not forget that everything belongs to him. He is in control of heaven and earth. He has the power to have mercy on us or punish us. And he deserves all of the praise, all of the recognition. We need to let God know that we realize that it's his kingdom. It's his will. It's his way. When we do this, my friends, we open up an avenue to receive answers to our prayers. God is never too busy to answer us. In fact, he promised to answer our prayers. But regardless to the answer, we must acknowledge that he is the only one that has the power to turn things around for us. And that all glory, hallelujah, belongs to him forever. Thine is the kingdom. Thine is the power. Thine is the glory forever. We cannot allow possessions to be our God. We cannot allow our passion to be our God. We cannot let material wealth be our God. Thine is the kingdom. The world belongs to you, Heavenly Father. For David declared in Psalm 24, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell in it. He founded it. He established it. Then David said, lift up your heads, O ye gates, and let the king of glory come in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord, he is the king of glory. Finally, Jesus said that we should close our prayers by saying, amen. It is done. So be it. This is a declaration stating that we believe that what we have asked God for is already done. Praise God. Stay with me as we continue to explore the prayers in the Bible. Until then, keep praying and stay connected to the power source from heaven. <music>